0: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's a brand new episode of Pop Cannon. This is episode 59. We're your hosts. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Joe. Guys, today we are discussing the Disney Plus series, Loki, season one. Ah. Obviously, we're going to go into spoiler territory. Um, Season two is forthcoming. So we are going to break down season one, what we liked, what we didn't like. Real quick thoughts. I really liked this show and it surprised the hell out of me. I did not know what to expect from a Loki TV series. He was never one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I was kind of sick of the overexposure it felt like to me of the character of loki and it felt like tom hiddleston just didn't want to let go of the role so i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised with what we actually got out of this robert what did you think
1: i really liked the show uh i think it was a really strong six episodes I don't think that this experienced any sort of dip necessarily. I think everything that happened was was needed. It was fun to see Tom Hiddleston go deeper into that character because he's got so much admiration f- for for the character and for being the character. But yeah, and then, you know, when we get to the end of it, I, I thought it was a really solid finale overall. And I think that it set it up in a huge way going forward, not just for this property that we know will be continuing, but for the broader strokes of the MCU. And I'm excited to see how this specifically affects so much going forward. Joe, what did you think?
2: I am not tired of Tom Hiddleston as Loki so it was really welcoming to see him come back again Uh, and I do think it was really interesting what they did with the character in this show where one the show is very rooted in exploring this character which was really cool Um, and for a character who seemed, in all his appearances so far to be just like incessantly caught in a loop the kind of irony of putting him in this time loop situation was really fun in a way to break that cycle. I think this was probably the tightest of the three shows that we've gotten. Definitely. And also, like Robert said, just has the biggest ramifications for the greater Marvel universe. So yeah, from start to finish, I thought it was just amazing. Every week was something
0: better. Yeah. Yeah, It was gripping. Uh, It was engaging. Aside from really two episodes, more so one. Uh, episode three, Lamentus, mm. dragged for me, in my really? opinion. Yeah, that episode, f- for me, pulled me out of my weekly excitement for the show for some reason.
1: It's a lot of character work. It's a lot of quiet It's a lot of character
0: here. work. And upon my rewatch of this show prior to the finale, because I rewatched it all in one shot, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. enjoyed
0: it much more the second time. Yeah. Uh and immediately followed by episode 4. Episode 4.
3: <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
0: But yeah, lamentous as an as a standalone episode didn't play yeah. well for me. Okay. A lot of character work for Sylvie
3: mm-hmm. who
0: I wasn't necessarily sold on yet. I didn't necessarily care all the way the way that I think they wanted me to. Um it wasn't until episode 4 that I actually started to fall in love with that character. Was there any point in the show for you guys that, like, dragged? I mean, I think,
1: like, if you get caught up on that train sequence, I think that would be. To me, that's really the only point where you could. I feel like you could argue that it got slow, but they did it on purpose and then they brought it back with that fight sequence on the train. But I'll agree that that's probably the weakest episode of the whole show so far, but that's just because there wasn't like episode four is batshit insane. And then every, especially after that, like four or five, like it just, there's a steep incline in like the next level that it goes Mm -hmm. to for each episode. What did you think, Joe? I'll
2: agree that episode three was definitely the slowest. I don't think there was a part that really dragged for me. I will say that point in episode four where Loki is trapped in the memory, it seems you know, stupid to call it repetitive, but the fact that we're just getting once again that character like, I understand what's wrong with me, especially yeah. because even we get that moment of self-reflection in the very first episode yeah. Where it's like, this is exactly what the character has to come to terms with or whatever. And it's the same thing that we've seen from Loki time and again, where he just keeps making the same mistakes and having a moment of self-realization and yeah. being vulnerable and then going back to being Loki. But I am glad that episode five, I'll say, it really awakens for him that like it's a possibility to actually have like a meaningful change that will last.
1: Yeah. I do think it's funny that they figuratively and literally kick that character in the balls with, you need to be different.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And while that scene did drag for me, I do think that it really earned the moment where Mobius comes in and sets yeah. him free and tells him you can be whatever you want to be. And it's like, it's very like a cheesy yeah. Disney line, but like it works just because of everything up till that point. Yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and it was n- nice to see Lady Siv back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's always good to see. So,
1: <laughs> they still don't know what to do with that character.
2: I think she's confirmed for Love and Thunder, so that'll be fun to see her again. I know does I not know confirm
1: like that, it, but... that that has, they're gonna <laughs> ever gonna fix that character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, it might mean the opposite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only it's just, time Just like will tell. your opinion,
1: man. Time.
0: Getting back to time, (laughs) um, I think the TVA really, really worked for me. Yes. uh, Because when a Loki show was announced back in 2019, we actually had an episode about that. It was episode 21. Mm. We reacted to a whole bunch of stuff from San Diego Comic-Con, and now I would like to play for you a section <laughs> from that episode where robert mentions loki
1: ready for the hot take it's coming
0: i like tom hiddleston in that role of
1: course but i don't know i just that one that one to me more than anything just seemed like um pandering yeah absolutely that like the the lo- the announcement of a loki standalone series That's just and they they were out front with just like it's not connected to anything. Yeah. Like they were just like girls, you like watching Tom Hiddleston? Well now you get at least eight episodes probably to do that.
2: (laughs) Oh uh, wrong twice. (laughs) I was only off slightly.
1: Yeah.
2: I sound different there.
1: (laughs) 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 So
0: that was Brian and Andrew.
3: But
1: I will say I will say um, in a feeble, weak attempt at a defense of what my mindset was there was we were really shitting on Disney plus for that entire
0: we were. This was we before were. Disney plus was even a thing.
1: Yeah, it didn't. It hadn't come out yet. We didn't know what any of those shows looked like. And we were pissed off that we were going to have to both go to the movies and pay for a streaming service to watch a show. And that changed last year obviously where yeah. that whole thing went belly up anyway so that was the mindset previous to that from yeah. me but on top of that with the Loki fandom, I you know we were probably f- headed to or fresh off of a local con for us
0: where it's just like
1: cosplay after cosplay after cosplay of that character and it's just kind of like holy shit dude we get it you like him but
0: yeah that that brings up the point the plot of this show and yeah. where we were thinking oh it's the offshoot of avengers yeah, Endgame. end yeah. game
1: it's just to keep him alive
0: it's yeah. just gonna be the db cooper stuff over right. and over loki doing hijinks uh and i think the showrunner And, like, the director set out to completely turn this story on its head. Absolutely. Giving the audience something completely different, completely unexpected, completely fun and intriguing. And playing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Yeah. Taking Mm -hmm. the Infinity Stones and making them paperweights, which everyone complained about.
1: Well... No one here.
0: I loved that stuff. I was so <laughs> no one here, happy. but
1: the 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 larger audience. Uh, yeah, the general viewing population was like,
0: "What? The stones don't mean anything anymore."
2: Yeah. Well, they don't exist anymore. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, it's it's widening the scope of your story, and which to me is is fascinating, and which yeah. in 2019 we couldn't comprehend that a show like this on Disney Plus right. could even have this much weight in yeah. something like the MCU, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't really have that foreboding going in. Like, yes, it does... It did erase all the growth that we had seen in that character up until Endgame when he died. But that was kind of a irony on top of it, I think, that he was always like I said twice I guess now that he's just on that loop. Yeah. So to take him back to the very beginning and just say like but what if something else happened. I mm-hmm. think that's very interesting and like Kate Heron the director and Michael Waldron the writer like they dug into that character and I think Yeah. especially just like showing a person who like I can relate to like being depressed and feeling like I just keep going through the same loop all the time and like not really being able to see your own growth like that's extremely relatable and that's very human for a alien god. <laughs>
1: yeah. Can you think about that like specifically they had everything he had ever said printed out on paper and then he was like really and they printed out another one <laughs> and they had to put it on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one too. Yeah, like that like those kinds of things is not Anywhere close to what we were thinking about back then at all. But we didn't, you know, we had no idea what to expect from Disney Plus. And I think it surprised everybody. (laughs) I don't think anybody expected it to be like this level production-wise, story-wise, like this level of good. I mean, at that point, we didn't know what to expect from Disney Plus. We thought it was going to be like a, a farm for them to just be like, oh, yeah, we have this character. Here's a show. We didn't know how tied into the main storyline of the MCU was even going to be any of those shows. Yeah, um, They all seemed like they were going to be like sequestered little pockets of things that happen like the rest of Marvel TV to that point. Yeah. That's totally
3: fair.
0: Yeah, And which goes to show the quality that yeah. we get. And I think Loki's quality is is for sure one of the best that they've done so far. Um, I know you said beginning to end, you had like a great time. Yeah. Upon the rewatch of it. Yeah. Beginning to end. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Cause it's a Marvel movie in a show.
1: Yeah. It was very cinematic. And I know that uh, in the last episode for Black Widow, we had mentioned the, uh, the anamorphic lenses that they filmed the movie with. Yeah. Um. And this, WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were all filmed that way as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Jordan mentioned the TVA bureaucracy earlier, and I mentioned the big stack of paper that <laughs> that they had everything that Loki had ever said on it, which I think is an interesting... Because that in itself is kind of an interesting take on like um the... Going to heaven kind of story where you sit at the gates and you have to go through everything that you've ever done before you can pass through them. Um, it was kind of a similar situation, but like <laughs> just like dripping with mid-century modern design and yeah, uh, endless like DMV level bureaucracy of just absolute not like the room with all the stanchions and ropes. To me, was just like one of the best. Designed room because the just the absurdity on its face that there would ever at one time be so many variants that they'd need that much space <laughs> to hold them all and in, in in queue is just, just like them through. It's <laughs> just one of the funniest. Like so much about how the TVA operated was like part of the reason I loved so much at the beginning of the the show. Um, I mean, they kind of unravel it in a way at the end, but I don't think it undoes how good any of that was.
0: And even unraveling it, like, I wouldn't even say it's unraveled. No, well,
1: that's what I mean. Like, to the characters that don't know, it's still the exact same thing. But to the characters that do know, it's like a complete sham, which is just an even funnier way to shit on bureaucracy.
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I definitely agree. Like I love the design
2: of the TVA and I love the kind of irony of that in their identity where it's that 60s modernist look where it was a very, to us, a past idea of what the future would be. And it's a very just detached from time kind of aesthetic that with the lighting and all the mood was just (laughs) creepy but goofy at the same time that it was just a lot of fun.
0: And honestly, going off of that, like the way that they set the tone of some of those scenes because you're you're in loki's point Choose. of view yeah. here yeah. so like you don't know where you're at what's happening you're right. seeing a drawer full of infinity stones you know like is this the greatest power in the universe yeah these are the questions that you're <laughs> wondering and you're asking as the viewer And if you don't necessarily read the comics, like I don't read Marvel Comics a lot. And if I do, it's mostly Spider Man. But uh, so, like, I don't. I had no idea what the TVA was. And I don't research into these things while I'm watching. (laughs) I like being surprised. Uh, So watching Loki in this thing going in through the that queue line mm-hmm. watching that guy get pruned originally and Loki yeah. immediately panicking <laughs> cuz I was like okay where are we right now <laughs> what is happening yeah like joe said the lighting yeah the music like it all played into setting and building that world of the TVA
1: and even the costume design too like what the colors that everyone is wearing. Like it just felt so like mad men, but on another in another reality. <laughs> Even like yeah.
2: Mobius' lapels are reverse, so the outside of the jacket covers up the lapel of it. Yeah. Or like yeah. Loki like yeah. the weird cut of Loki's shirt where it like starts here at the seam and then it just goes under his armpits instead
1: of just going yeah. across. It was so wild. I thought that that was maybe like a play on the design of his costume, like originally, like that's kind of what it. It could be, yeah. Oh, similar maybe. To.
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: So we've so we've mentioned at least twice uh, the the fate of the Infinity Stones, and I just wanted to make sure that we touch upon that as a subject because there was it was much ballyhooed on <laughs> the the internet about. What the, what do the stones mean now like anything to get you to just be like I can't believe they undid 11 years or whatever the fuck everybody was saying so stupid um they just wanted you to know that Loki was powerless yeah that was it yeah. it was just to take away everything that he would use in his arsenal to to get yeah. out of there um the stones as they exist on earth in Avengers 2012 and going forward are powerful we saw exactly what they can do it's not they, they don't not mean anything if loki took any of them from that drawer and passed through one of those doors and walked onto earth they would all be the infinity stones as we knew them so like yeah. the fact that people got so in their fucking head about it was just ridiculous
0: to me and i liked it even too at the end we'll later see a character offer the stones to them like yeah
3: we
1: got plenty. The you Stones can have them
0: still exist within the MCU. Right. Technically, right. it's right. just within the TVA. They don't powerless. mean anything because it's yeah. a
1: place outside of time or whatever the explanation for where it was
0: was. Which is it like a microverse?
1: We don't know.
0: That's what I'm thinking. I was like Cheyenne and I were having a conversation this morning driving to work and it was like, are they in a microverse? and that's why like nothing works they're just in the quantum realm i don't
1: know i don't know I, they never I know. they never really i don't think they even really give you clues as to where it is people were trying to connect what that city looked like to uh the the quantum realm in ant-man as they like went past it or whatever But I really... I don't know if that's the type of... I don't know if that's the type of level of detail that they're going for. They're going for a level of detail in a lot of things. And they're pulling little pieces out and really expanding on them. But I don't know if the quick aesthetic that we saw is what they were actually copying there.
0: But yeah, this this show did a lot in the fact that character-wise made me care more about Loki than I ever have before. ever yes they said themselves in that assembled thing they added up all the footage that they had of Tom Hiddleston as Loki and it was less than 2 hours in all the the movies that he's been in it's less than 2 hours
1: and he's like beloved as this character so
0: yeah, yeah. so for them to take 6 episodes and do what they can with the power of television for me was really fun yeah The character of Loki trying to figure out whether or not he's lying to the TVA, whether or not (laughs) he's working with Sylvie, whether or not he could trust her, whether he could trust himself and allow himself to be trusted by others, you know, uh, all those themes and stuff really uh, was effective
1: I feel like that really came to a head when he was pruned and met all of those other Lokis. I
0: feel like that
1: moment is really the turning point for him in like, I do have to start trusting people and I have to stop betraying everyone that I know (laughs) because I can't even trust any version of myself as that room of Lokis just collapsed into absolute chaos. (laughs) I think that was really a good... A, a clever and, and good learning moment for the character to see how many times he himself <laughs> fucks <Yeah>. something up <laughs> and is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be trusted to ever just move forward. And like he, he winds up like gaining empathy for Thor dealing with him for so long. <laughs> Which I think is, that's One of, I think, the most endearing parts of it is, like, him kind of, like, gaining this understanding about, oh, this is how I am to everyone. Or, like, this is how everybody perceives me is how he's taking all of these other Lokis in where he's, he feels like he's explaining it in such a reasonable fashion. And he's like, how can you not see my side of it? And they're just like, doesn't matter, stab you in the back.
0: (laughs) I was having trouble at first letting go of the fact that this was, like avengers 2012 loki i really had to talk it over and like think about it and watching it back that second time
3: yeah
0: seeing tom hiddleston's performance watching him react and emote to what eventually becomes of him and our loki yeah uh, he got all that emotional weight and i think seeing something like that would have an emotional impact and in fact change who you are mm-hmm. because it something like that would rock you to the core yeah if you, you got know? to
1: see <laughs> every action that you do in the future and then your death
0: <laughs> and what uh, it's cost to others your yeah. decisions have cost others yeah
1: it's that's like that's super heavy shit and that's not even like really the meat of the show that's just that was like those were like the first layers of it that's like they were just starting with that shit which is fucking crazy
2: (laughs) (laughs) so while i said that they they took all that history away making him confront it really did present like the central theme of the show and i i like that the character is still very fickle in that He seems very steadfast because that's his lie, but it only takes like a really small ounce of doubt to just shake him. And then he'll completely change directions because he's (laughs) afraid that he's going to fuck it up. Um, And especially now that he's seen like, all I do is fucking fail. So like, should I just change the way I do things? My, one of my favorite moments is in episode five when classic Loki, Played by Richard E. Grant, who's like mm-hmm. phenomenal in like that in a stupid ass costume, but like <laughs> he's the most endearing really. character of this whole show. He was, yeah. yeah. And when he says, I think we're stronger than we realize, like that was a really boiled down the entire moral of the story, I guess, to like, I'm capable of so much more if I one, like don't doubt myself, and two, just stop being such a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a message that we could all
0: use in our yeah. lives
2: all right because classic loki is the one loki of all of them who was able to change but it took him his entire life his entire life yeah so but that's like the message to like whatever if we i don't even know if we can call him prime loki now but like that like it is possible that he doesn't have yeah. to follow this set path that like even though like he knows like the TVA is a sham and everything. There's still that part of him that's like, but can I be something else?
1: Because his his previous motivation was to rule, in the end, he, he could technically rule something in being in charge of the TVA. And knowing that it's bullshit would help him manipulate people into doing it. You know, <laughs> like him knowing what the answer is, ultimately, is that this doesn't really matter. We just have to keep this one timeline going. Like if he were in charge of the TVA instead of uh judge Renslayer, like if he were in her role, like I think he sees the greater good that he could do utilizing the skill set that he has, but using it to make sure that the timeline stay like, I think he recognized that he could do. That's something that he could do. Yeah. The character seems like completely changed and, we haven't even really talked about Sylvie yet, mm-hmm. but by the end of the show, she seems more like where Loki was sort of at the beginning of the show, if you think about 2012 Loki. Especially in that encounter that they have with He Who Remains. Sylvie is like being a classic Loki. She's not listening to what he's saying. She's not willing to reason. She wants to just stab him in the back. Like she, At a certain point, she seems like she's willing to just say whatever he needs her to say so she can get close enough to stab him yep. and that's yeah. a Loki move if I ever saw one um, but Jordan how did you feel about Sylvie overall
0: I mean like I said earlier like at first I was not buying yeah. what they were selling me like because I didn't the way that they presented that character is episode one she was a threat mm-hmm. you know you didn't even know what she it, was you know yeah yeah And then episode two, you get the reveal at the end. Uh, And then episode three, they're just trying to sell me on this character that I wasn't, I didn't really know anything because it was at the end that they even introduced her. So like it took time to get to like her. And I eventually did. Like I said, I I bought her struggle. I bought her anger towards the, the TVA and being slighted. I was very intrigued by her plan uh, mm. and and knowing what she was trying to do and trying to get to the timekeepers and overall, like I don't know if I agree with her decision in the end to stab he who remains
3: he
1: remained <laughs> got him <laughs> but yeah I mean. <sighs> It was just, I feel like it was just such an incredibly selfish act for her to do that. Like, after getting the explanation that she gets, and they, I mean, it's like, is it, it's like a 20 minute monologue where he,
0: like, explains everything. And that's fantastic about this show, is because it presents ideas and concepts that really make you, like, think and question.
1: There's an argument to be made for what Loki wants to do. And there's an argument to be made for what Sylvie wants to do. Yeah. And then there's an ar- There's definitely a good argument to be made for what he wants them to do. Um, but she... I, it just... She's blinded by rage. Yeah, did stabbing him get her... Like, did she feel better <laughs> afterward? You know what I mean? Like, what... That's why it's so difficult, and that's why it's like um, you know how everybody got on Star Lord's ass for beating the shit out of Thanos when we we almost had it. You could have left him alone. Um, I mean, for like a year, people were shitting all over Star Lord. Oh, that. they
0: stole it. They were
1: so like. I mean, I feel like Sylvie should get some shit from people for this, but <laughs> she
0: won't. <laughs> Joe, what do you think about Sylvie?
2: i really enjoyed sylvie so on the same note that like where loki it's that character minus all the history that we knew about him after avengers sylvie is loki minus his entire life
3: right
0: it's a different character right for all intents
2: and purposes she's a different person and that i also like when they first revealed her i didn't think it was lady loki because of the hair and everything and Honestly, she is Enchantress from the comics. Yeah. is like a yeah. blonde Norse god and everything. But I like that they mixed her into that Loki character to, one, mm. fit her with this theme of the variants in the show. And, two, just to, like, explore more of that character where it's like, yeah, that was a selfish act, but she's existed for no one but herself from right. then. And it's because of this guy. Right. So, right. like, to the character, I completely feel it's justified, and then also, I'm very excited by the ramifications of what she's done.
3: Right. Because, yeah. like,
2: I knew, like, when they're sitting in that room, like, I knew, like, the timeline outside the window is going to split and branch across the whole sky, <laughs> and I got very excited to see yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. It was. It looked yeah. really so cool. So, if Loki had stopped that, I would have been really upset. <laughs> um,
0: but. But I would have understood where he was coming from. Right. right. Right.
2: And it's a comment to Loki's fickleness. And to an extent, it, that's a weakness for him. Where it's, you know, this control and removing people's free will is wrong. So, like, right. the alternative is scary. But that doesn't mean we should hide and stay the same and under somebody else's thumb. I was really excited by the character. I I do have mixed feelings about the kind of romantic aspect to their relationship. And I do really want to know what you guys have to say.
1: So to me, like, obviously on its face, it's weird. Yeah. Right. It's self. But, but there's like, there's so much more to it. I think when you that's, peel back the layers, it's like that's
0: why I just said, like, it's a different character to me. So like, for the most part, it didn't bother me. But genetically, it's the same person.
1: (laughs) Uh, Like, Sylvie the character versus Loki the character is a great study in nature versus nurture as well. Um, Because removed from all of the privilege that Loki had, she's the same fucking person. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, at the end of the day, they're really not that different. It's just where they find themselves as people at the end of the show. But... As far as their romantic entanglement, um, which is the obviously the thing that spiked the, the fucking variance so hard that it almost took the whole thing down, like, instantly. When they felt that moment, the fucking thing was just like, Wah! I love that. That was so funny. Um, it's, it's like part self-acceptance, I feel like, in a way. Like, you wouldn't want to hate another version of you if you were face-to-face oh i with super one. would
2: i would fucking <laughs> despise myself but that but that's Robert, the thing i look is... in the
0: mirror every day okay
1: <laughs> but no i'm just saying like it's 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 part self-acceptance and it's part just like i feel like it's kind of like he has to realize that he has to be there for himself in a way that he's never been before <laughs>
0: I, I also know, a like the, different levels
2: the justification from mobius that it's like well you're you're a narcissist of course you would fall in love with yourself right of course like
0: <laughs> i mean
1: it makes sense i don't like anybody else's ideas except mine so it's <laughs> to to sit down and talk to a, a a lady version of myself would be fucking wild i feel like <laughs> it just reminds me of a, there's a moment
2: in the ultimate spider-man comic and you can cut this out if you want but spider woman is uh in that universe a clone of peter parker and when they meet they like kind of like think for a second because they're like high school kids and then they kiss and then they're like no that was gross but that's like a very like that's a peter parker
0: reaction to that not a loki reaction to that right like i said like the the relationship itself didn't bother me no the way that i think they crafted it could have been a lot better because I just wasn't falling.
1: You weren't falling in love with her, so you didn't understand why he did.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because right from the jump, it felt like they were, like, flirty and, like, immediately, like, drawn to one another.
1: That's the type of, per- and that's why they kind of explain that in um, in the train sequence, where mm. um, Bo- Loki confirmed that he's bisexual or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like that's whatever the specific i don't remember what the specific wording was. it
2: was like princesses a few princes
1: some princes something like that yeah that was a cool moment
2: just to like confirm a main character is bisexual which like i didn't really like appreciate the gravity of that at first to have like that as a main character in a disney show it's a little weird because he's been a villain the whole time but it's still cool
3: Because usually it's
2: like a side character or like an onward. Yeah. It's like the cop is a lesbian and it's implied. Right. It's like, okay. <laughs> but To have it like explicitly said, like the main character of this TV show is bisexual.
1: Yeah. yeah. I have no issue with the moment whatsoever, but it just goes to like how that character is, is that he is going I mean the I believe the the actual Norse myth Loki like had sex with a horse or something like that like Okay well that's but, not the same thing <laughs> No no but no, no no I'm not I'm I'm saying that like the character's proclivity towards having a sexual nature is not going to be stopped by anything Okay His announcement of that is like him confirming that he's bisexual but it's also just like he kind of played the character in a in a way that I feel like was ultimately slightly flamboyant a little bit all the time, like the way that he kind of carried himself. I would have ne- like it was it was not a shock to me to hear that our Loki say that he's bisexual at all. Oh yeah, no, yeah. like at all. It wasn't something to me that was like what like <laughs> oh yeah no. <laughs> so the all. fact that he was flirting with himself goes even further to that because that's the type of character that he is. He just is taken by... I think he really does like people, even though he just says that he wants to rule them all the time. He's He loves the manipulation game and loves to see where he yeah. can kind of go and just and what he can limits. get people to do and just push yeah. people to their limits and shit like that. Like, that's the type of character he... So, like, him, him flirting with himself... Like, I imagine he would just do that in the mirror. (laughs) Well, that
2: point of him enjoying people, I think, played really well into his relationship with Mobius as well, where you can see him like the best lie has like a seed of truth because you see Loki getting lost in that relationship and like really starting to care for this person, even though you and he both know that like down the line, he's going to betray them. But for the moment, like there is some reality to his
0: friendship there.
1: And he really has, like... It seems like he really has fun with Mobius. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And that's a relationship that I 100% buy yeah. their, their entire structure of it. Yeah. I totally loved Owen Wilson as Mobius in this show. Oh, yeah. 100%. Fan- fantastic performance. And- Perfect casting, I feel like.
1: <laughs> he was great. He just... Because there's such, like, a... Um, I don't know, he kind of just has that, like, every man vibe. Mm-hmm. And then in the assembled thing, they were kind of going for, they said they were kind of going for just, like, the the, the hero detective kind of deal, where he just is going to put his nose to the <laughs> grindstone and figure this shit out. And that's kind of <laughs> how Owen Wilson looks, and also... <laughs> <laughs> Episode
2: <laughs> one, that dramatic lighting, just, like, highlighting the crevice in his nose. I was like,
1: yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But like the costuming for him was perfect. Yep. I felt like he just really he wasn't like hamming it up, but just was also yeah. just really enjoying himself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I felt like that I felt that through his performance that he was just having a fucking ball.
0: Yeah. And when I originally found out Owen Wilson's gonna be in a in a Marvel thing, I was like Oh okay, that's interesting. Like Are you I, sure that's what you said? Like... Or
1: did you go Wow. <laughs>
0: wow i was i didn't want to i didn't want to go for it because now we're at two wows three um, <laughs> uh, i wasn't sure how to feel about owen wilson yeah. in a disney marvel property because he doesn't necessarily to me seem like the type of actor who could be thrown into a role like that right and like i said back in 2019 i'm not thinking I'm thinking Loki's going on an adventure being D.B. Cooper every other episode. And, right, right. And he's just hamming it up next to his partner in crime, uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Mobius, it's just Wedding but,
1: Crashers, but with Loki. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, but they gave Mobius such depth that I didn't yeah. expect yeah. that I was so happy to see yeah. uh, his monologue right before his character got pruned. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, his performance was fantastic.
1: He said that he didn't go into any sort of comic uh, studying or anything like that for the character. All he did was have Tom Hiddleston excitedly explain to him the entire MCU. And he was and then he went for it. After yeah, that. <laughs> that was that was his his introduction to all, that entire universe was Tom Hiddleston telling him everything that's happened so far. <laughs> which i wish they just like recorded that because i'd watch that too like that'd be amazing i think the whole cast really was well played like um ravona
2: brenslayer was cool hunter b15 even had like a really cool arc where i'm excited to see where she goes um Mm -hmm. it's very funny that there's two actors from lovecraft country in this show um (laughs) which i wonder Is if hunter, there's any connection hunter, what was it cast. hunter
1: b15 her name was hunter B- yeah. b15 and it's uh wunmi misaku she, she mm-hmm. was she was the woman in batman versus superman um, she was that, that she was the one that was like at the hearing for superman oh really uh, i think uh i don't think he answers to anyone not even god or whatever she said yeah. Yeah. Oh okay that cool. was her i when i found that out i was like
2: She's a really great actress. Like you guys (laughs) should watch Lovecraft Country if you haven't. I want to. She's phenomenal. It's on the
0: list, but I have not started that yet
2: to the point of the entire cast though. um, One of the things that like bothered me about Falcon and winter soldier, I feel like was that it was very bloated. There was a huge cast and too many like knots to tie. And I said in my intro, like I felt like this was a very tight show. Like, Besides like all the variant Lokis you get down the line, like pretty much the people you meet in episode one are the people you follow through the whole series. And I like I appreciated that just because of everywhere that this show goes. No, it was
1: it's it's really cool because they like constructed that huge set for um, uh, running around that planet trying to get off of it onto that arc. Um,
0: It was all a practical set.
1: That was a completely practical set that they built out. Oh wow. And it was like designed to have three hundred sixty degrees of you'd be able to ca- like video it from anywhere and it's oh. part of that universe. There's no like big spot that's like <laughs> empty like it's a like it's a set or something. Um we, they built all that out. They painted it with like black light and all of this crazy <laughs> shit. And it looked amazing. Yeah. Um that's definitely an episode. I got to rewatch like the end of that because I didn't realize that that was supposed to be a one take while I was watching it the first time I didn't.
0: Yeah, the first time it didn't register until like they were halfway through it. And I was like, have they been doing this the whole time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then upon the rewatch of it, I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. So um,
1: how's it stack up on one takes? We talk about one takes on this podcast a lot.
0: It's we did okay. an entire
1: episode of 1917.
0: it's Okay, uh, maybe maybe for a YouTube reaction we can pull it up and we'll all do a commentary <laughs> track for the Loki one. And take.
1: we're just sitting here like, huh? Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs>
0: well,
1: that's a cut. We all just announce when it's a well, cut every a time.
0: Cut. <laughs> it's not very interesting. Thrilling
1: content. It's just three talking yeah. head bubbles of us going. There's a cut. That's <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> That'd be
0: amazing. I like, I like what they did with the timekeepers in this show because they, they really set them up to be this crazy thing. And then in episode four, they started things off by showing us the timekeepers and we're like, oh shit, they're real.
1: No, when they, when those doors open and you see the timekeepers, I was like, holy (laughs) shit, we're getting the timekeepers. I appreciated the the rug pull of them not being real, um, to
2: an they extent. They
0: mandered it.
1: Yeah, I remember
2: Robert saying that at first, but and it is kind of a trope at this point in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but. they just they're yeah. like,
1: oh, here's the villain, you know? Nope,
2: I not love anymore.
0: it keep, keep it coming. No, I love and it.
1: I'm not saying that I, I I'm not saying that I didn't like it. Um, no, I know. I just wish that. And I said this to you guys via text, and I guess we could start talking about him now. When, I feel like when you pull the rug, right, the reveal for the next thing should, I feel like, should be grand. I love the set design of the Citadel, the colors, the, like, the setting up, like, fucking gorgeous and immaculate, dude. Look this minute, inc-
0: jumping up, popping up, yeah, and scaring yeah. the shit out of everyone.
1: <laughs> it was just so, like, such a cool thing. So then when the elevator opens... I'm thinking it's either just going to invite them in and then we'll see whoever the hell we're talking to at the end of the elevator. But it's just, it was just a guy. And I know that that version of Kang was just a man. It just, it seemed like there was this real, real ramp up and he's just like, hey. <laughs> and to me, that was just like a, oh, Really, and it's not. Yeah, it
0: didn't. I just that had the I don't, exact opposite on me.
1: I don't appreciate multiple subversions like that. I, especially with this show and all of the shit that they showed us, I just felt like he should have had a big headdress, like some visual thing to make you go, "Wow, that's fucking interesting." It was just a man. Even if he just had the blue skin, I would have been like, oh, wow, that's fucking weird. It was just a guy. And that to me just was like, oh. And then they talked for 30 minutes and I was like, wow, it's really just a man, dude. Like this is fucking. And I'm not saying it was bad and I'm not critiquing the content of what we had just the expectation level grew and grew and grew with every episode. And then they kill the timekeepers and then they're not real. And you're like, where the fuck are we going here? And then we get to this crazy space castle and it's just a fucking dude there. That was my issue with it. So I had already seen that Jonathan majors
2: was cast as Kang for Ant-Man. So seeing him for me, it was the opposite. It was seeing the old man, and then behind the curtain is the wizard, the giant head, or whatever the hell. Um, mm. Because I was just very excited that that level of a villain was here, and it's that version of the character that it's him at the very end of his life, and he's yeah yeah gone crazy from just being alone. And I, like I love the the detail that came out later that Jonathan Majors was tra- like he had trained as a clown. So he can like kind of just have that kind of goofy presence and like improv. Off he did. And what? I like, I enjoyed that. I thought he was charming and it made that like 30 minute conversation for me fun to watch. Um, but I guess yeah. if that reveal wasn't impactful for you, I could see how that could yeah. be frustrating.
1: But, and it's not, it's just, it's coupled with the timekeeper moment for me that it's like, it's a double down on not giving you the thing and like i know that he's kang and that doesn't it's just the fact that he just didn't look like anything particularly interesting
0: see but for that that moment worked for me the contrast of the timekeepers being this larger than life yeah like thing and then all of a sudden oh no it's it's the great and powerful Oz And then no, it's just this dude behind a curtain That's literally all it was And I maybe if it happened it in worked. the same episode I
1: don't know that I would feel so bad about it But, and like, cause I know who the actor is And I know mm. that he's been cast as that So when, same. to me, Joe, you get excited when you see him Cause you're like, oh shit, it's him I'm thinking what he should look like and he's sitting on the bench and he's not even standing when we see him he's fucking sitting down i was like that that's how we're gonna the thing for what? me like the level of villain that thing is <laughs> and it's just a man sitting in an elevator i was like oh and then he talked for and it was a fucking brilliant conversation with so much detail and like a really good origin i feel like to kind of yeah. bring you into that character is oh, yeah. so it was such a cool way to do it it just visually for me didn't work because the timekeepers were so fucking interesting looking <laughs> <laughs> they really were and they look just like those the 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 statues that they had everywhere so like whoever made those statues has seen the timekeeper
2: this is a mirror of the time stone thing where we just came off of like Thanos, the CGI larger than life villain. Who's just brute strength. You can't hope to beat him in a head on fight. And the fact that it's just a man, it's basically like if Tony Stark was a villain, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. a guy who like knows what he's doing and he's telling you, you should be afraid of me and smiling about it. Even though he's like challenging you to kill him, but he's just like, but that's not gonna work. Right, right. Like that to me yeah, the content. is a lot more dramatic than like here's these lizard guys, and they have they will <laughs> wag their fingers at you and they will yeah. erase you from existence.
0: Like, and the way that Jonathan Majors played that scene was so unsettling. And oh, like yeah. just posing that that question and planting that little seed of doubt. Yeah. In the back of everyone's head and just letting it sprout and letting it take over, like, loved it, loved it.
1: I did kind of, I, my own personal expectation for what he was talking about was sure. I was hoping for, I mean, obviously he confirmed what we, who we know him to be without right. saying his name. And we're all 100%, I was 100% for all of that. I, I just wish that there were some sort of name drop of some other thing. But then again, people were upset that I there was criticism for the very last episode that I saw where they said it was just a commercial for everything that's supposed to come and it, or a, a prologue for what's coming rather than an epilogue for the show, which I don't agree with that sentiment. And maybe if yeah. he dropped somebody else's name, they would have feel much stronger about their dislike of uh, of what he was i guess saying um, but i you know even if he mentioned like the word richards <laughs> like he <a> said <laughs> you know just
0: but you don't need that no 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 and you i'm not saying
1: that. i'm not saying that i needed it at all i just the expectation level in my head was like i was fucking like we were waiting for it and especially because with my son we have to have the subtitles on for everything so I'm reading the words and I'm just every word that comes up I'm like say say Galactus say read Richard say like I was just hoping for some and they didn't give it to me and I'm not upset that I didn't get it but it's my own issue with wishing I got a little bit more but I love the sequence I love the conversation that they had I love that Loki like is sitting there and he's listening to it and he just kind of is like I'm going to buy in. Like he wanted <laughs> to buy in so bad. And of course, he's like I believe him. And yeah, and that was the, the I think the best part of that is when when Loki and Sylvie go aside mm. and they have their conversation mm. and he goes, "Why aren't you seeing this the way that I'm seeing it?" Right? Like he said that line to me was like the crux of him understanding how much of a piece of shit he's been (laughs) because he's he knows in his heart that he's being genuine and he believes everything that he's saying and he's totally buying in to what this man is telling him and he's trying to convey that to her and she's just not getting it and he's like i cannot have been this difficult to fucking deal with you know (laughs) like he's having that kind of realization and when he delivers that line i like i felt that shit so hard that line i felt i loved that
0: no i mean and that's that's frustration that anyone feels and yeah. tom hiddleston like his fear was yeah. palpable in that yeah. scene yeah. for sure and he genuinely was afraid of yeah what was being promoted to and him displayed and in front of up. him yeah yeah yeah. Because not only did he just have that entire experience with the TVA, the life-changing experience that was that, yeah. but now he's got, <laughs> Where is he's he? at the end, he's literally at the end of time.
1: He's beyond the end of time.
0: <laughs> beyond the end of time, staring down... Uh,
1: the ultimate puppet master, essentially.
0: Yeah. That's why, to me, I was like, Sylvie's making a mistake. Yeah. Sylvie's making a mistake. <laughs>
2: I don't like when characters make all the right decisions though. Like I no, get excited to oh, see them make oh, mistakes. Oh, trust
0: me. I'm I'm not upset that she did it <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I'm just like, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. It just becomes it's, like a Job thing.
1: To to me, To me, it was like the difference between the two arguments was like whether you were Team Cap or Team Iron Man for Civil War. Yeah. You know? And I was always, no matter what, I was always really firmly Team Cap. Yeah. Like, throughout that entire situation. So, like, when I'm hearing Loki say it, I'm just like, no, listen to him, he's right, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you seeing it from his perspective? You're the same person, remember? Yeah. But she had different experiences that led her to to wanting to do that. She stabs him, and he's just like, What does he say? I'll see you soon or some shit like that. (laughs) I was like, Oh no. (laughs) And then you watch uh, to Joe's amazement, the splintering of the the timeline,
0: (laughs) the sacred timeline,
1: dude, that was such a cool way to visualize that. I feel Mm -hmm. like.
0: Yeah. They used circular patterns throughout the entire show. Yeah. Um, like thematically it's in a lot of shots. Watching
1: the the, just the breaking of it. The webbing one might say. Do we wanna address do we wanna address the fucking uh, Scarlet Witch
3: (laughs) fucking thing? No, I don't think we have to.
2: I don't think that
1: was really founded
2: in anything. I do think the use of the term Nexus, both in like the the ad for the antidepressant in WandaVision and like the Mm -hmm. Nexus events that were central to Loki. I think that's a valid connection especially yeah. considering like the Scarlet Witch's kind of proposed role is like the nexus of all realities the fact that there are now other realities do tie yeah. her to this but I don't think that her realization of herself had any
1: bearing on the fall of yeah. he who remains because there's a there's a moment where he's where he he who remains is sitting at the desk he pauses and he like And then he he announces that and people are attempting in a very feeble manner (laughs) to connect the end of WandaVision where she reveals that she's placed the runes and she takes uh, Agatha's power. They're trying to connect those two moments as like that happening is the reason he doesn't know what happens after this. And to me, that just doesn't track logically with how he explained time worked for him just because there's that there's a pause in a big dramatic scene doesn't mean that the two of them are fucking synced together i think it's absurd yeah
0: yeah i think it's just one of those conspiracy theories yeah it's believable enough that people like buy into it because yeah. someone cut a video together
1: right we could cut together we could make that. up a theory and and cut a fucking video together and people will just share it because <laughs> I guess that's how it fucking works now. Because, <laughs> like, I, I literally watched them because the, the video I saw was the, the, the one on top of the other. Overlay, yeah. And, like, they're pressing play and supposedly the play bars are supposed to be in the same place. One of them's way behind the other one. <laughs> like, it's not like they did a fucking time code sync or anything like that. It's not that level, dude. Like, relax. <laughs> I think it's more just speaking to the fact that,
2: like, Marvel kind of has this down to a science where, like, they oh, know, yeah. like, the amount of, like, beats to give to a yep. moment. Yep. So it's like, yeah, this was dramatic, and that's how long we hold for something dramatic. Right. And now right. we yeah. move on. Right. And <laughs> we don't
1: have Tony Stark here to undercut it with a joke, so we could really milk this moment for sure.
0: <laughs> I think the idea of it overlapping would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, how would he experience something if they're beyond time? Yeah. How is he experiencing something that happened at, like, 5.37 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> he They say it so often <laughs> in this show that they are not in an area that time is a constraint for them. Time works differently here. Time works differently there. It's, like, really a th- like a thing that gets beat over your head. So for somebody to be like, oh, exactly when this happens is when he feels that is, like, We don't even know where in the fuck Loki
3: is.
1: (laughs) So suggesting that he's in our solar system even is like a reach. Because you have no (laughs) fucking clue. So to me, it's just like the whole thing is overblown. I saw it like a hundred fucking times today. That's why I'm saying
3: it.
2: The only scenario I could see is like if something happened in WandaVision that wasn't supposed to happen. Right, Um, right. But like that doesn't make sense to like... Not even say within this show that, like, this is going on somewhere. Right. Because there, like, there is, like, that, like, rumbling sound effect as it happens. But that's everything passing the red line of going past the point of, like, now we're in trouble. Because nobody's running the TVA at that point. That being said, like, going forward, the big question is going to be, like, are we in the main timeline? Is everything we're presented main timeline or are we going to get
1: like a variant universe right. situation like is like
2: yeah. all of dr strange going to be a variant yeah. dr strange and yeah. then we find out right. at the very end when you know prime strange kills him that that wasn't really him or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's
0: gonna set up for what if and then like more disney spinoffs like is the, or is this just i don't think it's like...
2: just that i think it does serve that purpose like this very clearly sets up what if as like those yeah. things are real and happening
1: in the multiverse, yeah. Yeah. which now exists. Yeah. I like but, that. I love the concept of that. I just, I really don't want more than one situation that you just described, where it's like we're watching something and we think it's part of this timeline, and then they fucking yank the rug, and we're like, oh, nope, that whole thing was just part of a variation. LOL. You don't
2: want them to, Mister Poopy Butthole, us?
1: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't. I really. I will expect it at least one time somewhere, but I really don't want it to be like
2: the norm. Yeah,
1: a, a thing that keeps happening because that'll just get really old, really fast. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> um, I just, for me, it would just be. I feel like it would be safer to assume that they would follow the characters that they know that we know into all of this craziness you know what i mean like that to me is like the logical way to go about it rather than going like all right for five episodes we're gonna follow a fake hawkeye in san francisco (laughs) and then at the end hawkeye's gonna kill himself (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared i'm just i'm tentatively nervous about the prospect of that going forward
0: yeah, I mean, anytime you introduce stuff like that, yeah. you're gonna have challenges narratively. Yeah, that you're gonna need to overcome, and I, I think I have enough trust with Kevin Feige and the rest of Marvel. To, they already know what
1: they're gonna do. And oh yeah, yeah, be bad. it's already <laughs> happening. It's yeah. already happening.
0: But I'm I'm excited for the future, mm-hmm. um, and obviously the future's happening since we're getting a season two of this show, Mobius. And Agent B-15 do not know who Loki is. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on.
1: (laughs) Trying to find an explanation for that with the information that we're given, which is very little. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
3: it's like
1: you can't. It's it's really difficult to, like, just as a thought project, it's really hard to be like, all right, so the reason that the statue changed was... (laughs)
3: Yeah. It's know. important this, to this note like, too
1: that that
2: was a late decision. Um like Kate Heron has confirmed like she's okay. not coming back for another season. Right. And she said yeah. like I was only involved in planning one season of a show and like she like in the interview like she almost says like that was never part of the plan but she like yeah. catches right. herself she's like that wasn't really my
1: plan. <laughs> right, um, right, right. That's it that's interesting. Yeah. But cuz that's I mean, that's where certain directors and creators have issues with working for Marvel is because they want to plug some of their other stuff into your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) it's funny how, like, so many
2: of the current directors working on things, they always have, like, a clickbait article that says, I've never felt more free. I have so much creative control. And it's like, yeah. Is there a gun yeah. right over here? <laughs> like, Just may- being held is. by a
0: mouse, perhaps? <laughs>
2: but I think that it's a good note to say that Feige and Marvel as a whole, they do have a plan. But I think it's a very broad strokes plan. Yeah, and even just now. the last year has proven that like, they don't put themselves in such a corner that they can't move things around and change right. the plan right. and still yeah. get to the end point that they're going for
0: yeah and if things decide to change along the way that's not necessarily a big deal because they've gone so broad with it yeah
2: and i think that's also Um, like maybe a part like a symptom of this pseudo horror story that writers are telling about the disney plus model where they don't have a showrunner they have a head writer who like you run the show but you're not running the show Um, right (laughs) but that's because you're like your show plays with an entire universe of different properties. So
1: yeah, there's somebody, I, it, but it's he's basically like the guy right beneath Kevin Feige, who's basically like he was like on set for Falcon and Winter Soldier for like oh, the yeah. whole fucking thing. Um, so I, I that person, coupled with the head writer and the director of the show, are showrunners. I yeah. feel like. You know, where there's, like, there's a producer that answers directly to Kevin every day. (laughs) Telling them everything that's going on to make sure that it's keeping along. Because ultimately, Kevin Feige is Kang. Um. (laughs) I did, like,
2: wonder, like, is the the man in the elevator just going to be Kevin Feige? (laughs)
1: And And there he is. There he is with a fucking baseball cap. And I'm like, I'm thinking there's going to be more. Uh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And honestly, that conversation played a little meta if you think about it. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. oh, I know what you're expecting. You were expecting something more. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was fun to me.
1: Also, winking at my disappointment, never a way to get me on your side. So... Uh, as <laughs> soon as I get that line, I'm like, okay, so they knew that this should have been bigger, but actively decided to make it less than. Got it.
0: Uh. <laughs> so... Overall, I think we we had a very positive outlook on Loki. I think we're all in for season two. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Pleasantly surprised is my review of this show. Like, <laughs> pleasantly surprised that Loki, for me, I enjoyed it way more than I enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm very yep. shocked by that.
1: I'm not shocked by that for you because you love time travel so this is this is this is your goat so
0: Yeah. True. And we got the smoke monster from Lost which I was very excited to see make its and return. He's a
2: fucking character from the comics that dates Lost.
0: Elioth <laughs> is canon. <laughs> I'm just saying the void was the island. It's fine.
2: Yeah, it's but fine. here's the
0: thing
1: that sucked
0: <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the the void
0: is.
1: The Jordan island. loved Jordan loved all of Lost, Joe. You can listen to our S one E one review of Lost. Oh man, uh, so it's one of our it. one of our most listened to modern episodes. <laughs>
0: yeah, head back in the backlog. Uh, you can yeah. find that uh, across <laughs> all of your favorite podcast
3: platforms. <laughs> Neither
0: none of us get a fucking final thought. We're just leaving. The show. <laughs> Not entirely sure where I'm gonna rewatch it in the overall <laughs> timeline.
1: <laughs> I like that we have to touch on this every episode now. But <laughs> it's after oh. it's, Endgame.
0: It's definitely at the end.
1: I think release order is justified for this one. For me, release order is justified here. So I will watch Loki. I will watch WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. And then Shang-Chi, I believe, is the next thing. So that would be the order that I watch them in. Until we get to a property where Loki makes more sense being before. But because it's getting a season two, that's really going to fucking confuse all of that.
0: Yep. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is in shambles. You're going to have to watch
1: season one of Loki, three (laughs) movies, season two of Loki. (laughs) I think Endgame might have been
2: like my cutoff forever hoping to watch all of these properties in order ever again
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know that's the thing that i've been thinking about too given that oh i'm gonna do a it kid soon that's under one he's like one year old now yeah um eventually we're gonna have to watch all of these because <laughs> like he's gotta know that you know he was born at the tail end of it but his dad existed during the greatest time for comic book movies ever uh, and everything I own is a cathedral to that. So uh,
2: <laughs> for our parents, it was like three Star Wars movies and like maybe Indiana Jones. For us, it's like, yeah.
1: Well, I hope you have three days, son. <laughs> I took a week off of work. We're keeping you home from school. Oh my god, are we going on vacation? No, we're just watching the MCU.
0: <laughs> we're heading to the basement. Don't touch my toys.
1: <laughs> Did you? You heard me, didn't you? I've said that.
0: uh anyway uh do you guys have any final thoughts on loki
1: i like you said pleasantly surprised i think that that's a fair statement um it's a mind blower that tom hiddleston has less than two hours of screen time as this character before this show because i it felt like loki was such a dominating force in like every property that he was in he kind of stole the show um and you mentioned earlier that there was kind of like an oversaturation of Loki and I definitely felt that if nothing else the pandemic helped really widen that yeah so that the the fatigue definitely wore off and you were actually there was like an excitement level that was able to ramp back up for me um and then giving him six episodes to just have the time of his life was just fucking unreal. Because he's such a great actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, like, in other, like, if you've seen him in anything else, you know how great he is. But if you've only ever seen him as Loki, you, after this, you also know how great he is. <laughs> um,
0: and if nothing else, this show gives us more Loki in the MCU still. Like, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it's on. such a welcome such a welcome addition and it was great that that character kind of got time to really flesh out, you know? And that's uh, that's what all of these shows are doing for every one of the characters involved, except maybe Bucky. But <laughs> <laughs> um and it's just no I, and it's crazy to think that when Disney plus was announced that it was just like this big thing that everybody was railing against, but I don't think anybody realized how dependent on their streaming services everybody was going to be. So, <laughs> um, time is a def- funny thing, right? Right. Time is a mother fucker, right? Miss minutes, Joe. Hey y'all. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> like, well.
2: And Terra Strong as Miss Minutes was phenomenal. A <laughs>
0: uh, huge pop for Terra Strong. Yeah,
2: yeah getting Terra but... Strong on Marvel was fucking wild. Um, my final thoughts. Um, I, yeah, I love this as a exploration of the character. I love the ramifications for the greater, greater Marvel universe. Um, as I say, in. Every Marvel episode that we've done this year, we got another young Avenger um yep, every single Marvel property this year has introduced a new young avenger um and I'm very excited for that to keep happening um, uh also one thing I think we might have mentioned this on Black Widow. It was interesting to see Tom Hiddleston listed as executive producer on this as well yes, yes. um so. I think we mentioned that like it's nice to see the actors kind of taking ownership of the characters in a way. That's a lot of little things, but yeah, this was a very exciting show that I will enjoy rewatching in whatever order I so choose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wrong! You're right. <laughs> and I'm
2: very excited for what if and everything yeah. that's coming down the line. And I feel like I every Maybe not Falcon the Winter Soldier, but everything else that
0: I've seen, I've been able to say I'm very excited for what's next. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and I think I think we're all in agreement that we're excited for what's next. Uh, yeah. Pop Cannon's going to have a lot more coverage coming up. Yeah. This is the year of Marvel.
1: This Marvel slate is a fucking.
0: <laughs> Last year just... was the year of DC. This yeah. year's the year of Marvel. Uh. We've got The Suicide Squad. We've got What If. We've got Hawkeye we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, they confirmed
2: Miss Marvel's gonna come out this year too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like,
1: um, Eternals, still the forgotten redheaded stepchild on the back burner. I don't think Shang-Chi. it's
0: gonna be forgotten for long. <laughs> like yeah. there's so many different things coming out and we're gonna we're gonna cover all of them. The we're, Earth we're is gonna...
2: dying, but my content feed is strong.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so, if you would like to make sure you're subscribed, so you don't miss an episode, we're available on all the major podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, I guess Google Music, whatever it's called now. I don't know. I don't have an Android. Who I'm has not an Android. Yeah, Napster,
1: <laughs> LimeWire
0: lime wire okay <laughs>
1: the
2: pirate
0: on...
1: <laughs> check out my uh my live journal uh <laughs> <laughs> my post secret <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh wow that was a fucking sentence i've never heard holy shit if
2: you like looking at our bright and shiny faces uh we also post these episodes on youtube in video form those are edited by Jordan Loftus, and you can follow us there at <laughs> Pop Cannon on YouTube. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you like our channels mm-hmm. and share a comment. Let us know what you thought.
0: Ooh, yeah, there's a be notification nice. bell. You got to hit that. Make make sure yeah, you,
2: you get. You got to ring the bell. Stuff. You got <laughs> to ring that bell. bell. <laughs> it really helps us out. Robert,
0: where could people? Uh, where could the people find us on social medias?
1: We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And we're on Facebook, at PopCannon with a K. Don't forget the K. It's what makes us special.
0: Uh, and if you'd like, you could follow us individually. As always, my name is Jordan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at JL24FPS.
1: Still Robert, and I am on Twitter and Instagram, at YesBall. I'm Joe,
2: and I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Joe for broke.
0: So thanks for watching and or listening. Uh, Go back, listen to all of our other episodes. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought of Loki. Uh, As always, we'll see you on the next one.